So uh, thanks for doing that. So I'd like to uh, just uh, ask Sophie to introduce herself and explain what her role is. Kia ora koutou, my name's Sophie Ratson. I'm the General Manager at Maryvale Community Centre. Um, so basically what that entails, I've got about 100 different hats that I wear. We've got a really small staff at Maryvale, four staff members and a whole bunch of volunteers. Um, and what we do at the centre is um, provide a whole lot of different social services and programmes to the community.
so the income is always very low and there's normally multiple children in those households. So um, yes, the, the flow on effect of having a lower income um, leads to a whole lot of other um, issues for some families. For instance, for a lot of their kids, they might not get lunch to go to school, they might have breakfast in the morning. Um, so I think about school provides, um, they do breakfast club, um, and there's some lunch that are given out as well, I think. Um, and then they come down to us at the centre and they get a big afternoon team, hopefully that might be an evening meal for some of them. Um, another issue is, uh, when you're in that kind of survival mode that a lot of parents are in, um, you tend to want to escape that a little bit, so then they get drained out of cold piece, um, and that quickly flows on to other mental health stuff. Um, so it all kind of compounds the wider issues of having a lot of income and not being able to survive. Um, yeah, I guess for a lot of our families, there's a lot of insecure housing situations, so a lot of them are either renting or they're staying with another family member. to the centre and be who they are 
um, that fear of being then, um, and they get food, and they get love, and they get friendship, and they get adults that they can trust, um, and a consistency every day. Um, so we, yeah, we make sure that everyone feels safe in our environment. Um, it feels like a home. We are in a three-bedroom converted house, so it has that vibe, um, and it's very casual and informal. That's how we address it. Um, and we'll keep adding more and more services and programs where we see the community need, um, or where we get more capacity to deliver it, because um, we we're a non government organisation charity. Um, so we rely on small amounts of government funding and the most is grant funding. So, yeah, it's, pretty, it's a bit of a struggle, but we get more. I can see by the looks in some faces that the people are really quite moved actually by what you're saying. Do we have any questions at this stage? Anyone like to ask? Oh, uh, where does your food come from that you provide? Where, where does the food come from that's provided? So we're really lucky. There's an awesome organisation called Good Neighbour um, and they're a food rescue. Um, they do a range of things, but they do um, a big food rescue operation where they rescue all the food around Toronto from all the supermarkets. So all the perishable items um, and they they um, dish out a whole lot of different food to all sorts of organisations like us. And so that provides food for our kids for after school, um, our youth nights, and any other kind of thing that we've got going on, holiday programs. Um, and we we can't use for kids, we tend to get away to the farm over there, we don't need it. Um, they also give out like toiletries and other things that um, uh, have been split open or something that's happened to them. They can't be sold. So we're pretty lucky to have that. Um, we also have very generous people in the community who know about this love fruit. And so if they have got excess on their trees, they come and drop it off for us, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, just pretty much donations. Yeah. Thank you. Any other questions? Are you still accepting children's clothing? Are they still accepting children's clothing? Yeah, so definitely kids, um, particularly. We've got kids from five or a little younger up to 18, so we have a lot of kids that are coming with who are wearing clothes every day. Um, so there is definitely a need there. We've got a brand new free table that a lovely community member donated with some a big rail that you can hang stuff up in the shop. So have that outside. Yeah, so we've got this big purpose built stand. around well, a few months ago now, and she said, oh, we're not accepting yeah, sometimes we get inundated with quite generous people, so sometimes depending on what it is, we, um, we, we don't have any storage, so we just kind of take what we can have. Um, but yeah, kids clothing is a priority for us, yeah. Uh, Bonnie? Um, so we were just talking about the liquor store at school the other day, yeah. and we're not sure where it's at. Yeah. Is there a way that this community could help support what you're doing to get the liquor store done? Because we see that as really, it's just a Terrible thing, and that tiny little shop is just horrible. Yeah, well, so it's um, it's a little bit complicated now because the dairy owners have bought the liquor store, and so there's a change in liquor license, and so they need a year's grace before we can actually um, object to it. The only grounds that we can object to the license that for the new owners is if they're not fit to proper people. And we don't have any evidence to that. So we're preparing all of our objections 
um, and one of the living trying to get riches, the opening hours around the school, um, opening and closing times, so the kids don't see that, because they have to go right past it, and they go across the location. Um, but Tom, the principal, he's London, and he's writing a, um, a support objection letter, um, a civil community residence chair. Um, but yeah, I guess when it comes to time, I think we'll get in touch and kind of mobilise the community to all submit their um, feelings. I mean, at some communities, the support level is still being there. Um, I just think there's enough of the stores around to this region that we don't need one of the most um, at-risk communities in Taiwan. Um, I've heard it's one of the cheapest as well, which is kind of preying on that lower income level. So, yeah, hopefully, if we can at least reduce the opening and closing hours, then that's a win in terms of the kids' exposure. But the rest of the community still need that support as well. Any more questions? Um, Helen. It was mentioned that there was a new community centre to be built. Where are you at with that? Um, so we're still tracking along on that project. So at the moment, we're slowed down by the resource consent process through council, um, as it always tends to be. So there's a paper road running through that empty, I don't know if any of you know, there's an empty bit of grass for size. There's a paper road, which is basically a road that only exists on paper, going through that property, and it has to be. Um, stopped is what they call it in council before we can get resource consent to build um, and so we have to get consent from all the neighbours to do that so that's been taking almost a year now so that's a bit painful but in the meantime we have got our architect concept plans designed um, and costed out um, and now we're heading into the detailed design phase um, and once we get resource we can then go and get funding from the likes of ACAS to detect lotteries and NCCT and all those big crime organisations, which they won't accept anything from us until we get resource consent. So once we get that, we can just get on with it. Um, council has contributed 25% of the bill cost to the project, so that's kept at 1.16 million, I think. Um, but if we end up, we don't. Church and as individuals, can we help? So, so how else can we help as a church and as individuals? Um, I guess it depends. I mean, for us, I think for a lot of charity organisations that sort of do provide services like we do, um, just going back to that organisation and asking what they need is 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 a big plus. Um, and so, and so you're not providing stuff that not it's a waste of everyone's time um, and so for us at the moment um, we have noticed a pattern where our girls don't have any sanitary items um, and they might have multiple girls in the household and can't afford sanitary items so we are trying to source a whole bunch of free ones at the, so we can have them at the centre so 
girls can access it every month because um, that's just a luxury, which is ridiculous. Um, but that's the nature of things at the moment. Um, we've got our holiday program starting next week. So things like um, maybe sponsoring our child to attend that um, for a lot of our kids, that's out of reach. Um, sometimes the kids that need it the most are the ones that can't afford it. So we try and make things work, but we kind of own the cost. Um, so maybe sponsoring our child on a holiday program. Um, our after school at the moment, they're getting really into their arts and crafts. So if there are things that you want to donate or yeah, if you want to teach them kids how to, I don't know, little crochet or whatever it could be, um, they would love that time. They just want um, people to spend time with them and care about them and listen to them and when they can ask all their wonderful weird questions um, and just have built a relationship with someone. Um, yeah, all sorts of things, fruit off trees, Donations of money is always acceptable. We, we're always, our budget's always stretched to beyond capacity, so that would always be very welcomed. Um, and I don't know, just get involved in your communities, um, check in on your neighbours, uh, all those sorts of community building things, really simple things, but easy things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Clive? Do you have a programme that deals with the homeless? So Clive's question is around the homeless people living in the streets? Um, so we don't directly work with homeless people. Obviously they come in and get support, um, social support to support them. But in terms of being in the homeless, that we don't really have capacity to do that. There are many organisations in Tawana that do help with that. So to Tawana Farno um, have emergency housing that people can access. Um, there's a uh, men's um, refuge or a men's night shelter in a Phoenix house. And it's just open, which is a woman's night shelter. So those are probably a good start. Um, I, I think that's just off the top of my head. Um, but there are also other kind of community housing um, organisations. For a lot of homeless people, there's a myriad of reasons to why they are homeless. If that would be mental health, if you're doing alcohol addiction, relationship breakdowns, um, insecurity, and housing, in terms of being kicked out or whatever it could be. Um, so, social worker, even if you're a social worker and a person who's experienced in that space, um, would be a good first step. Um, but they have to be willing and wanting to engage in that process so you can't, you can't force it. So, that would be wanting to um, make a change in the lives Um, but that's something fun. 
check. Yes. yes. So yeah. most of the grant organisations that do probably all their like lines and pay charity and all those kind of ones, we um, we have very good one bit of camera funding. Yeah. So Tech support us amazing um, and uh, supported us on the project build as well. So yeah, that we're really lucky to have that relationship. And Helen, did you? Have yes. Previously, um, you probably know we also had Centre Point, it's not conflicts and coercion. And um, previously, when we perhaps received things like blankets or sleeping bags, which perhaps had faults, but we couldn't sell them, we would pass them on to the <coughs> store. With the change in principle, they are not taking those sorts of things any longer. But is there a need in the community for warm blankets and sleeping bags? I think in winter, definitely. We tended to get rid of them quite quickly when we had bedding. Um, now that we're heading into summer, it's, well, spring summer, it's probably not as needed. Um, we did get a, a, a jam committee, um, had a community member um, who donated these huge, wonderful, like hotel quality blankets to us, and they went out like okay, so. Um, that was really because I mean, I, one of the mothers said my two kids are sharing a blanket, so um, yeah, it's definitely a need. We don't have a lot of storage at our, um, our current building. Once we get to the new building, I have like <laughs> much to the architects kind of I keep adding on new rooms that we need. Um, but he asked for a, like a walk-in wardrobe, basically, where we can store clothes and Sounds like the community is very lucky to have you. How did you end up in the hot seat? <laughs> um, we kind of fell into it. Um, I, I grew up in Tauranga, um, moved here when I was three, so I went to St Mary's and then went to Tauranga Girls College. And then I went and studied down at Victoria um, and I did um, a law degree and a political science degree, which is slightly not relevant, but <laughs> it's been helpful nonetheless. Um, and then I and worked at Wellington City Council for five years in the governance and policy development team. And then I went up to London for a couple of years um, and worked for some um, large charities, the Royal British Legion and the Major Silos Charity, doing policy campaign work. So I've kind of been in the, that kind of NGO space for a, long, for, for a little bit anyway. And then I came back to New Zealand after travelling and landed on my desk door penniless. Um, and moved up there for a bit while I was job hunting, and then this job came up, and they they needed someone to um, recruit the new manager because the manager left quickly, um, and I've kind of stayed ever since. Um, but it's been the, it's the best job in the world. Um, the kids are an absolute joy. The community are absolutely joy. They had my back from day one. Like they said that they were like, "What do you mean? So we will help you out." Um, those long-term community members, so um, it's a very accepting and welcoming community, and it's a lot of menaka which is care 
after each other um, in welcoming peace so that you can come into peace um, and making them part of the fun. Um, and so it's kind of, it's been an easy place to work. Um, and I don't think Tottenham know much about that. I think everyone sees gang violence and drugs and alcohol and all that kind of stuff, but that's probably 10 percent of Maryland. The rest is a very warm and welcoming community that accepts everyone. Um, and I think mm -hmm. that a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have one last question? Please. I live near, not too far from Maryland, and go through the area to what degree do the Fraser Cove business community support you? Or do you access them in any way? Um, because it's right alongside. Yeah, and not a lot. We, um, the warehouse have this thing called Bags for Good, and we've got one of their chosen charities, and we put the tokens in. Um, and so we got a little bit of profile from that, So that was really helpful and that supported our after school program. Um, but from the other businesses, not so much. Sometimes if we ask if we need some activities or um, different materials for all of our programs, we, we try to any directions. Um, but yeah, we probably, I mean, there's not enough to ask in the day, but we probably need to do some work in terms of connecting with the businesses around um, like Courtney Road and Fraser. Um, to give them an understanding of what our community needs. Um, but uh, from what I've gathered from the sponsorship kind of space in um, charity work is that they want something in return. So you have to offer a degree of profile, their profile being good in the community as well. Um, so we have to develop some managers so that businesses can support us and they can get some value out of it. So that's kind of our project going forward.
thank you for coming. <laughs> uh, initially, Peter was going to talk about Tatuga Fano, but Peter's been in hospital for a week, so he got, he got home today. So Sophie very kindly agreed to do this on Thursday. So uh, <laughs> yeah. thank you for being willing to come, and it's um, been really nice to have you here. Yeah. Uh, Centre Point, uh, so Mirabai Community Centre is one of our regular, one of the groups we regularly give to. Trying to think of it's a donee or <laughs> yeah. So that, we support them. Thank you, Patsy. So we did have an article on the parish web earlier in the year, but it was just nice to have you here yeah. so people can That's see the face and actually hear some of the story. So I appreciate you giving up a Sunday morning, especially when daylight saving you didn't see with that house yeah. sleep last night. Well, no, thank you for having me and, th and thank you for the support that it's just another thing.